0: Yeah. Everybody good. Yeah. Welcome back to Black Bull Podcast. <laughs> it's been a while since I introduced the show. Uh, we got Ace Troy back here again. It's been. Ooh, I guess a- it's a tradition. I I I, I introduced Ace Troy. Uh, who holds
1: the record for most reappearances on this podcast? Yeah. By the way, congratulations. We should have an <laughs> award for that. Yeah, <laughs> someone should have like a little belt. You know. What? Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, we should. Oh, should <laughs> Maybe I should get
2: any one of those jackets, like when you go on SNL for like the uh, fifth time. Dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like kind of like a like little bathrobe club. Thing. It's, yeah. almost, it's almost a Letterman jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I love be, it.
1: That'd be great. That's a good idea.
0: Um, So the last time we saw you was on your birthday. hmm
2: And did you go to L.A. after that? Yes. Yes, I did. L.A. was um, November. My birthday was uh, at the end of August.
0: Yeah, so how- so what was LA like? I just saw you post uh, a few things and I was like, I really want to know kind of like exactly what's going on down there, because it sounds- sounds hectic.
2: The- the whole experience was super hectic to be honest with you. I had to ship all my work down there. Um, some of my work didn't fit in the bag that I was taking as I was leaving the next day, so I was like, now I have to package this, take it to the post office, and make my flight all that was not expected. Dang. And was expensive. Um... And also, when I got down there, uh, my like big—the big package that I had sent first, that had all of my like really expensive pieces in it—was missing. Oh no! The like, <laughs> I mean, I fucked this up. I wrote the um, the address in this kind of like dyslexic way. So what my friend and I actually did was we like we drove up into the Hollywood Hills because she lives on. Um, Oh, shit, I don't, I don't remember what the name of the street is, but it's like the street that people drive up to like to to see the Hollywood sign in the distance. It's yeah. like that oh, yeah. street. I don't remember I don't
1: I don't know know what, what it's, it's called.
2: called. Um, So we drove up to this house that had like this dyslexic version of the address, and these people had just left it on the porch. We tried to knock and be like, hey, we're taking this, it's ours, whatever, but we heard someone inside that didn't answer the door, and we were like, okay, whatever. We're going to leave a note and take this package. So this you, guessed,
1: you guessed yes. the address that it was going to be at.
2: Yeah. Wow,
1: that is a long shot.
2: <laughs> Dude, it was fucked up. I mean, we went to the Hollywood Post Office. We called two different times, like couldn't get an answer. This one woman kind of accidentally sort of maybe told us that it got delivered to the wrong address, so that's when we went on our weird mission to yeah. find the pieces. And then I did not install at the gallery, so I like had to paint the wall at the gallery, which was fine, but they were like, okay, so... um. They have one of those, like, nest things, like, a nanny cam, just, like, in the gallery. And they're, like, FYI, like, we're gonna, like, we can see and hear you all the time while you're doing (laughs) stuff. And I was, like, and, like, I'm fine with that. That makes sense to me. But that's weird. Yeah. You know? Just, like, the concept of it is strange. So I, like, spent, like, two nights, like, painting this huge thing on the wall there. My show was called This Is Why I'm Single. So I, like, did this guy, and his thought bubble was, like, this is why I'm single. Um... And then the day of the show, actually, I got—I had really bad nerves before, which I don't normally have, but um, it was such a process, like, paying for prints, begging the prints, signing the prints. Like, there were so many things that I had to do before I went on this trip, and so many expenses associated with the show that came out of my pocket as an artist that I was just like, the fucking pressure is on. If I can't at least break even, this is going to be a huge financial loss for me. Like, I went in the bathroom and almost puked before we left because I was just like— this could destroy my life right now. Um, but it turned out okay. Um a lot of cool people came through, my friend Trevor, who lives down there. Um, he brought a bunch of people with him. There's this celebrity ish person that I kind of talk to on Instagram a lot, and she came, which was awesome. And we got to meet. Oh, yeah, um I'm hoping to see her again <laughs> the next time I'm in l a. We're going to grab a drink, I think, so. Or yeah, two. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, was Did you find that people were more willing to buy art down there? Um, I mean, it was kind of a toss-up. Um, you know, the gallery is on Melrose, which was cool, like a really cool part of Melrose. Um, I sold a lot of prints. I sold some stickers. Um, but I think I only sold, like, two or three originals. But, like, Dang. the originals are, like, two, three hundred more dollars. There was this one person I got to meet, Erin. Uh, this is, like, really beautiful little, like, I think she's Armenian. Big doe eyes, right? They pull her in off. And my I was like, come up here and look at this art. And she comes in, shakes my hand. She's like, it's just this tiny little thing. Shakes my hand in this, like, fucking stone-crushing death grip. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, he- hello there. <laughs> and then just buys this, like, $300 piece off the wall. She's like, nice. I'll take that. And I'm almost like, what? Fuck yeah. That's not a Portland thing. You know, that's like definitely an LA thing. So that was cool. That's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Um so
0: you recently had a big reveal where you came out as trans. Mhm. And you did it on Instagram. I did. What made you decide to do that? And what with the timing
2: and like why why now? Um honestly, I thought about doing it on my 30th birthday cuz I was just like I don't know I'm so open about pretty much every aspect of my life except that one thing and I was constantly trying to like manage other people talking about it like don't talk about it don't tell anyone any partner that I dated any person who was my friend I was like if you ever tell anyone I'll fucking kill you like keep this under wraps I don't want this associated with me or my career um because partially honestly I see a lot of Like trans and queer people kind of exploiting their queer identity to forward themselves. Well, in Portland
0: maybe, especially in other places. In
2: general, okay. I and it's I'm not saying that everyone who's trans and is an artist is like doing it in an exploitative way, but there are some people who are like, I'm not really very talented, and I'm gonna use this to further myself, and I think that's really gross. And I never wanted to do that. People were always trying to be like, Ace, use being trans to get a scholarship to college. Ace, like, use the even actually when we came on on my birthday, my dad was like. I don't know if I should come on. I might out you by accident. And I was like, just don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but you know, talking about me when I'm a kid and stuff is like complicated for my dad. Of course. We did did go into that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I told them before I came on, all my whole family, I was like, don't do it. Just figure it out and don't do it. Um, but This February was the, like, 15-year anniversary of when I kind of, like, figured my whole shit out. Like, I knew my whole life, but I was raised in a religious environment, pretty sheltered, didn't know anything about the queer community whatsoever. And so I didn't know that trans people were a thing. And, I mean, who the fuck was talking about that in, like, the late 80s, early 90s? Nobody. It wasn't a thing that was talked about. It wasn't on the radar. Um, And I just kind of felt like, here I am, I'm 30, I've spent, you know, I spent the first half of my life confused, and I spent the second half of my life, like, hiding who I actually am, and, you know, for a long time, that was something that I had to do in order to keep myself safe, because I was a homeless teenager, and you're already in a vulnerable position when you're a homeless teenager if somebody wants to take advantage of you, right? but that extra layer thrown on top of it, I was like, I'm not safe if people know this, and... I just it took me a long time to be like, all right, you know what? Like everything's okay now and my life would be a lot fucking easier if I wasn't hiding this secret. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: I mean, I know who can blame you for wanting to hide it, f- you know, for as long as you did. Right? I mean, it's a tough it's one of the last things that society is okay with. Yeah, right? Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, well,
1: like yeah. Yeah, it's something that like people are still easing into socially.
2: Social one of the last like social uh, I mean, there's still people who are weird about it. I mean, I lost like probably like I know. three, yeah. 400 Instagram followers when I came out, really? which I was just like, yeah, yeah, I was just like, whatever, fuck you then. That's fine. I just think there's a lot
1: of people who don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're like against it. They just don't understand it. And because they don't understand it, they don't want to be associated with it. Does that make, does that make well, sense? Well, a lot of yeah. people
2: don't want to look ignorant in a situation. So instead of asking questions, they just avoid the topic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've I'm sh- I've been fucking guilty of that in my life for sure. And not with being trans, but with other stuff. I'm like, I don't want to look dumb or ask something rude, right. so I'm just not going to. Which isn't necessarily like progressive. Like, yeah, it's not. I don't you think you ask is. questions.
0: Yeah, you definitely should ask questions. And I also think that everyone thinks they're going to look dumber than they actually do when yeah. they ask questions. If you show up to something and people just start talking about shit that you don't know anything about, that you don't have any idea about,
2: and you just say, "Wait, what's that?" I or will like, say the one thing, though, which, like, you know, because before I actually came out on Instagram, I was kind of slowly coming out to some <gasps> of my friends over the weeks leading up. Um, if someone comes out to you as trans, don't ever ask them about their genital situation. Just get on your phone and Google some shit. That's a super inappropriate question to ask literally
0: anyone. Right off the bat. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah like, yeah. like, people will be like, wait, do you have both? What do you have? And I'm like, okay, are we going to fuck? Because why? I mean, we sh- don't ask me that. <laughs> I think it's a great point. Because when people get like bent out of
0: shape over people's identity socially, I'm always like, people freak out about gender and I'm like, how often do I actually need to know
2: anybody's gender? If you're going to have sex, I mean, it'd be be nice to know before the pants come off, but I mean, but that's the only time. And yeah, and you've already probably committed to like, we're going to fuck, so yeah, or even before that (laughs) even before that
0: you may have explored a little bit and figured it out like before you're going to have sex (laughs) you know like Uh, if you're into someone that would be my moment to
2: tell people I'd be like right, we're about to bang just going to throw this out here and see what happens Yeah. (laughs) I did have one girl though like I was on like a Tinder date and this girl just like I didn't even have a chance to tell her we got drunk at this bar and we left and she just shoved her hands down my pants and I was like oh no okay and she was like she was down Oh, actually, I liked her. Hell yeah. She, like, disappeared (laughs) in the morning and was like, I'm going to go take an interview for this flight attendant job in Atlanta and then just, like, disappeared, and I never heard from her again. But Uh, whatever. That's too bad. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, Uh, Sorry, go uh, ahead. Yeah, actually,
1: you kind of went into my next point. It's like, what questions do you you wish people were asking? (laughs)
2: Mm. I don't know. I mean, I think it's good for every person to try to, like, gain a greater understanding of the world around them, but also if you talk to any trans person, they're going to have different experiences that they're going to talk about. I mean, like, for me personally, like, I have always kind of... I think part of it was, like, the fact that I wasn't out, so I was kind of, like, I don't know, jealous or had, like, weird anger at people who, like, like were out or people who came out at a time where it was more socially acceptable and they didn't have to deal with, like, backlash, but also I have in the past been, like, really critical of people who, like, figure it out, like, later in life, because I have literally known my entire life. I don't know how this just, like, dawns on you. And this is maybe an unpopular opinion, but there are a certain percentage of people who start transitioning and going on hormones and then realize, like, I actually am... I don't really feel like this happens much with trans women, but with trans men, like, somewhere along the line, I think it kind of became, like in a way like easier to transition into being a dude than to be like a really like mask female and so there are there are people who've like tried to like reverse and go back and like I had I went to high school with somebody actually it's funny like we both got most changed in the yearbook um I got most changed as a dude and she got most changed as a lady and we hadn't we weren't really friends in high school We didn't really talk after high school, but she wanted to come over and ask me some questions like when I was like 21, 22. So she came over to my studio apartment and was kind of just asking me about my experience as a trans person. And she left being like, okay, like I have a thing where like when I'm having sex with somebody, I want to be in like a male role. But when I'm out in the world, like I'm a female, identify like pretty butch, but like I don't identify as a man. And I think... That especially with like gender fluidity that gets confusing for some people. I mean, what I'll say about it is like when you know, you know, for sure. There's like no, yeah. There's no there. I don't really feel like there's a middle ground. Sure, there's people who are non-binary, but as far as like being trans is like you know, or you don't. You know, or you know that you don't know. You know, it's one of one of those two things.
0: I've always personally felt like how you act in the bedroom and how you present yourself outside of the bedroom don't have to be linked like that.
2: Oh no, no, I yeah. I agree. Whatever yeah. that even fucking means. Like when we were talking about like power dynamics, that's a that's a thing I believe doesn't belong in a relationship. But you know, if you're oh, yeah. in the bedroom, go for it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great point. I mean, people like to do that sexually. I mean, sex is an exchange of power. Yeah, for sure. That's what it is. So it makes sense to have power dynamics in the bedroom, but that doesn't mean I, I, to me, it makes sense. And I'm frankly, I, I I act like a fairly stereotypical man in most areas of my life, (laughs) but, but it would make sense to me that you'd, that some guys who identify as men would want to be more receptive or more submissive in the bedroom. That doesn't like, Mm -hmm. that doesn't confuse my brain. Yeah, (laughs) totally. You know, um, did you d- notice anything when you transitioned about being a man because obviously after you transmit transitioned <laughs> you met a lot of people who probably you know didn't know that you transitioned they just thought you were a biological male,
2: yeah, I mean that's kind of I've always kind of passed as male um back to like a early early points in my life. I mean, I can go back to like the first time that I ever like felt weird about it I remember um I was at, I used to swim, I was like a city swimmer as a kid, and uh, I was in the elevator at uh, the Mac (laughs) with my mom and my sister, and this old man was like, oh, Sonny, could you push this button for me? And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And my mom was like, that's my daughter, and I was like really embarrassed, and she was like, oh, that's Okay. Like my daughter likes it to be called a man. But then later was like weird when I came out. My mom is just a weirdo. Like I came to my mom when I was four and was like, "Why well, don't have a penis?" And she just like never told anyone about it. Like, I heard this story from my sister a year ago, and I'm thirty. Like this happened like twenty five years after the fact. My mom isn't even the one that told me. Um, but when I was in fourth grade, there was this girl that came to our fourth grade, and she was like, "I have a crush on that boy." And they were like, "That's not a boy. And she was like, you just, you just want him. That's why you're saying that. And then one day we had this really awkward exchange where I was going into the bathroom and she was coming out of the bathroom and I was like, uh, but then she came over to my house and we watched Casper and she tried to make out with me. So, you know, who knows? (laughs) Um, I didn't really notice being treated differently, but when I was younger, I definitely like messed up a lot of people's like sexuality slash they just were like, I'm trying to like figure you out. Basically, or like, how how do you mess up their
0: sexuality? What do you mean?
2: Well, people were just like, oh, fuck, I'm into this person. I don't even know what this person's gender is because there's all this weird chatter about it, which is another reason that I became so controlling about who knew that I was trans in my adult life, because I just was having to deal with this constant paranoia of like, who knows? Who doesn't know? What does everyone think about me? And that was very fucking stressful for me. Um, But uh, a lot of people like... I don't know. They were like, okay, well, I like this person. I guess this person is like trans or something, which wasn't a thing that anyone was talking about in like 2003, 2004. And they're like, well, what does that make me? Like, am I gay? Am I straight? Like, what? What is happening? Gender, gender. Oh, world, yeah. I get it because they were attracted to you. Yeah, and so they are like, what does that
0: mean for me? I guess what it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think it fucking matters. Like, you, you're attracted to who you're attracted to. Why does it fucking matter if you can or can't label it?
2: Well, I mean, here we are now, 15 years later, and the discussion around it has completely changed. Yeah. That's and there a good actually point. is a discussion. That's you know, a good what point. I mean? Yeah, there wasn't a discussion back then. Like, I was the first trans person that a lot of people who know me ever met. That makes sense. Definitely not, definitely not the
0: first one we've met, but, yeah. but.
2: Well, this is Portland. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say.
1: Why do people love labels so much? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's kind of what you're getting at. I, I, I think at. that's something
0: that, I think the three of us, me, Alex and Nick kind of all have similar views when it comes to these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It's like, we want to fucking label everything. We want to all feel part of a pack and we want to all be justified and have like this group backing us up. But at the end of the day, the, the reality is that you should do what you want and just be a nice person. And right. if you're not treating other people like shit or being selfish, None of
2: the labels matter that
0: matter in almost all situations.
2: well, and the other unfortunate thing about labels, I mean, labels, I'm a very logical person, so labels kind of help me put put things in boxes and where they need to go. I get that blah there's blah. blah. A, there's a purpose for them for sure. But when you start putting things in boxes and you start putting labels on shit, you also create a divide between people, and that's not good. You know what I mean? I mean, as far as like you know a liberal person versus a conservative person sure I want the label so that I can know like you're may, might murder me <laughs> right but like you well, know that's but it's that's not, not conservative that's
0: homophobic transphobic you know what I mean true but like that's where labels help out because we can just dis- we can distinguish that you know well, be like okay yes yeah, yeah. So
2: when it's like a, a label of like you're a bad a, like whatever person like it's good to It's good to know those things. But at the end of the day, like, that still is creating a a divide between you and these other people. And, like, I'm not going to hold place for those kind of political views. But some of those people on the inside are not necessarily bad people. They just have had been educated in, like, a bad way. And they need to be re-educated. I'm not not here to do that work for them. But, like, if someone re-educated them and was like, hey, this is why... Some of the things you're saying are fucked up. You can't change everybody, but I feel like there's a high amount of people that would be like, okay, I see the error of my ways and I will now change a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I think that it's better to educate people and get them to see the bigger picture than to just straight head on fight them. It is totally.
1: weird why people feel the need to fight. It's like, why would they... Like it's so It's so bizarre to me for someone to get angry at someone because they are trans, because they are gay, because they're any of this. Like, Why do you care? That's the only thing that's always boggled my mind. Yeah.
2: A lot of those people have their own issues, I think, that they just project onto other people. I mean, not every single person that wants to beat up queer people is themselves a queer, but they've, are threatened by it for some fucking reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean I'm not saying it's okay to be like, oh, you're different than me, so therefore I fucking hate you. I agree. Like, I'm over here doing my own thing. Why are you like stepping into my bubble and yelling at me? But like I don't really remember what my point was. It's
1: Uh, it's okay.
0: (laughs) We we know that people freak out when their kind of paradigm of reality is exploded and mm-hmm. i think that happens to some people when they hear the idea of trans it's just so foreign to them that it it blows their mind but i think if you are able to sit down with it logically for long enough you can realize that it's it it doesn't matter that much it doesn't mean that it's a free for all i mean people make these transitions for for generally good reasons it's not you know i'm not saying that like everyone yeah. does everything for the right reason all the time i always think of the I forget his name. There was some guy whose penis was cut off when he was a baby. Oh, baby! I was like,
2: Lorena Bobbit. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's in the news again. I think they're making a documentary. Wait,
2: oh, yeah, really? I think yeah. yeah there's. Yeah, it just got released. I, I don't know if it was a 2020 or like what it was. Wow. I want to see it. I haven't seen it, but it's good because like they kind of that was a sensational
0: story, but they ignored all the abuse. That she had received. Ex- of course. Kind of when it I came mean, out. Was, so now there was the
2: political climate back then. Right, exactly. We didn't talk about that stuff. It was okay to hit women yeah. back then. Yeah, and there was what, no such thing as marital rape. This? Yeah, it's pretty Wasn't bad. That yeah. 60s? 70s? So, no, when she
0: did it?
1: Yeah. No, it was but
0: the, the 90s. 80s. Those 80s, those 80s, 90s. 80s or 90s? 80s or 90s, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah did but, they find it in a field?
0: Yeah, a lawn or something, or a field. She
2: threw yeah. it out a window of a moving car, And it man. still works,
0: and it still works, Shut and he made a up. porno. What? He made yeah. a porn? Yeah, it's oh, called... Yeah, yeah. It's the porno's, this. like, called It Still Works. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I swear to God. I haven't seen it. I like, swear to God. It's like,
2: I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> I can't believe it still Bible works. Next time on Bible Podcast, we watch It Still yeah. Works. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should. We should. We should.
0: We should. Oh, God. No, okay, but... Uh, but <laughs> original story, there was a baby. <laughs> a botched circumcision was what happened. Oh. And the doctor said, it doesn't matter. We'll just make him a girl. It'll be fine. Right. That guy, and I'm going to call him a guy, and you'll see why. Um, when he hit puberty, started having, obviously, this huge overflow of testosterone. Of course. And he was like, I don't feel like a woman at all. What the fuck is happening? Right. And... You know, they and like with the genital thing, because his gen, because he didn't, you know, they they like kind of makeshifted his vagina. Right. Well, you just you, can't contrast and compare at that that age. I'm yeah, actually, that's up, exactly. So they kind of just were like, just ignore your genitals until he hit puberty and all these changes started happening. And they were finally like, all right, we, your your voice is deepening and you're getting hairy. We gotta tell you, you're a guy. Well, Sorry. And he was like, what the fuck? And then so he retransitioned back to a guy because he felt like a guy. Well, yeah. And that's the thing is that. These people aren't people. People don't transition for no fucking reason. It's not on a whim. Oh, I'm no, sure some people not. do. I'm sure a, a minuscule percentage of people do because it's possible and people will small, do anything. It's a small percentage. Very small. Yeah, it, it, right? it is.
2: It is a fucking thing that happens. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I believe that. But my point is that you know, it's not. It's not a willy-nilly thing. It's a very serious thing. And so when I when you see people do it and commit to it and feel like yeah, no, I feel I feel more like myself now. I think that's a huge thing. I think that's a, a sign that that there's some need for this, yeah. you know, that, that there is a difference between your biological sex and how you like to present yourself to the world, which is what we call gender now, if you're taking the, I mean, gender is a societal thing at this point. I think a while ago, mm-hmm. you know, you looked at it in the dictionary and it would say it was the same as sex, but now it doesn't, I don't think anymore.
1: Definitely not. Yeah.
0: And that's, but that's a good thing because there are, there is, like I just said, there's a difference between how you present yourself to the world and what your biology is. And, Mm -hmm. and it's okay to, that's another reason, another place where I think labels have a purpose.
2: Yeah. One, I, you know, I personally also don't believe in this whole, like, let's destroy gender bullshit, especially for like, I mean, my, my personal experience, I think for a lot of trans people, like gender can be seen as fluid, but it is still important, like, I don't, I don't want to be, like, a little bloopy a little blob that has, like, no gender, like, I'm a man. I don't, I don't want to see gender, like, destroyed. I, I don't think that the stuff that we attribute to gender and, like, what men should do and how men should be and how women should be and blah, 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 that stuff, yes, most of that can go out the window. But people can keep being, like, men and women and then have some theys in there. That's fine with me. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I mean, it's a form of self-expression. Mm-hmm. That's
0: essentially what gender is at the end of the day. And I think people will hate hearing that, but I think it's true. And I think it's really cool. It's not – when once you have those expectations there that say you have to be this way or you have to be A or B, that's where it becomes miserable.
2: Well, I think it's evolving a lot too. I mean, even just the way that, like, things have been changing. Like, people love to, like, hate on the, the, the cis men these days, but, yeah. like, they, like – Men starting to be able to like, okay, it's okay for me to have emotions like that's healthy and also benefits women because they don't have to do the emotional labor surrounding like, I don't know, dudes like actually going to therapy or like trying to take accountability for sorting through their own issues because I mean, I don't know, I've definitely kind of been like, oh, my girlfriend's gonna help me with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, the percentage of men who go to therapy is so much less than the percentage of women who go to therapy. Yeah. And therapy is helpful, and it's good for everyone. I I actually try a lot to talk about the fact that I go to therapy and remove the stigmas around therapy. There's a lot of people who let pride get in the way, male or female, from going to therapy. And it's, like, it isn't crazy people who go to therapy. Crazy people are the people who don't go to therapy because they're not addressing their issues, and I realize that not everyone has access and money to go to therapy, but there are ways, like, you know, you can listen to some podcasts, some therapy podcasts, you can do a lot of work on your own to try to, like, figure out some of the things that make you act in a certain way that maybe you don't like or your partner doesn't like or whatever. Whatever's problematic for you, you can work it out and you should look at it.
0: I think that's a great point. I don't think that therapy's for everyone, but I think doing that kind of work is for everyone. We think, all have to do it.
2: I think therapy is for everything for everyone. I think every therapist isn't for everyone. I've had some bad fucking therapists That's that true. were not helpful at <laughs> all. You for know? Sure. Yeah. And if you're if you're in therapy and your therapist isn't helping you, get a new therapist. I think I
0: agree. I just think that sometimes therapy can turn into an enabling thing for certain personalities where they actually just need to talk to themselves and just reflect. Some mm-hmm. people can't do that without a third party. They can't do that without someone saying okay, you just told me all your problems. Here's the obvious thing you're not fucking looking at. Mm-hmm. you know. And then again, you need the right therapist to do that. But
2: Well, I mean, you- I've been in bad therapy too. My parents uh, started me in therapy when I was five. Whoa. And my therapist, uh, he wasn't bad necessarily, but I knew that he was repeating everything that I said to my parents. I didn't trust him. I couldn't tell him about what was really going on at home. And in certain ways, he... Enabled my parents to be abusive towards me through some of like his methods and that didn't really become clear to me at the time And I don't hate this guy like whatever, but it, it wasn't it wasn't what I needed. He sounds like a terrible therapist <laughs> Honestly, that sounds really bad. My mom made him me say hi to him when We saw him at Costco like a couple years ago. It was really fucking weird and I was just like hi. I have a mustache now What's up? Yeah, that's weird. My parents were like, why didn't you tell your therapist that you were in the wrong body? And I was like, I don't know, because my mom shamed me. Y'all made me go to church, and I didn't want to sound like a fucking crazy person. Yeah. And saying I'm in the wrong body may be a jarring way to present it to someone who doesn't understand. As a a five, six, seven year old, I was like, if I say this to somebody, I'm going to get thrown in fucking like the crazy house. Yeah. And I'm never coming back. Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem like a thing. I mean, Who has that issue at that age? You know, it just didn't seem there's no way to process it. Yeah. Dude, you guys have a moth living. Oh, yeah, that's a moth. Yeah, we know. He's dead. He's
0: died for, he's been dead for a while. (laughs) It's been there for a few months. Yeah. I went face to face with him the other day. I didn't like it. (laughs) I want him gone now.
2: Did I not know? Was he there the last time I was here? He might have been. I was probably around that, maybe Um, a little after.
0: Yeah. It might have, yeah. That was like five months ago. (laughs) No, it's been there for a long time. Uh we heard it's bad luck so we keep him around. <laughs> 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 All right, anyways, Art. <laughs> the Art podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Did this uh I mean, does this did this struggle affect your art in any way? I mean, I know it did. I mean, but I want you to tell it.
2: I mean, it's interesting how it did in a way cuz uh like one of the one of the pieces that I sold uh, when I was in LA, which is one of my favorite pieces, um is this piece Uh, With this woman crying, and it says, uh, can I see past all the terrible art he makes? Yeah. But that piece actually wasn't about my art. It was about something that I had said in therapy, where I was like, I just want a a partner who can see past the fact that I'm trans. And my therapist was like, I'm going to stop you right there. Let's repeat what you just said back to you. And I was like, damn, I am fucked up. Yeah. Because be- I, I you know, there was there's this part of myself that I still wasn't accepting. And that piece of art was about that. And I haven't been able to talk. I I couldn't talk about it when I was still like closeted or whatever, which is weird because like I've already transitioned. I've been doing this for the last 15 years, blah, blah, blah. But I still had to like come out, which was weird. Yeah.
0: That's uh I I, I love that because I think that is a lot of people's favorite. Piece of art that you've done, Mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of like that there's obviously a super positive response to that, and it 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 was the first time I saw it, I fucking loved it because it's hilarious, (laughs) you know, it's fucking hilarious, and knowing that that was where it came from, that it came from somewhere so real, makes it so much better, and it, it almost makes sense why that was so powerful to people because there was this real struggle that you were going through that you put out there, but you covered it up in this hilarious way yeah well you know? i mean that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah right you have this like you know you 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 take dark shit and you disneyfy it i get is i don't know if that's yeah. the right yeah. way to yeah, put it, sparkle but, it up a little bit, yeah you yeah. sparkle it up and and, and uh, as someone who personally loves kind of that simple and bright and poppy aesthetic mm-hmm. that's the aesthetic that i tend to go for is poppy and watered down um, I thought, I don't know if I would call your stuff watered down, but that's just my general personal preferences. Your shit fits really well. It's like why I liked it. And that's a good, that's a good example of, of kind of capitalizing on that, uh, style. Mm-hmm. You know, you take you, you it underneath. It's real, but on the surface, it's so superficial. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Well, really I
2: still cool. talk to the guy that bought that piece, actually, I, uh. Like, right after I came out, like, we were talking on Instagram, and I was like, actually, now I can talk about this piece, and I can tell you about this piece that you bought. And I was like, you know, I hope this doesn't change the way that you view the piece, but, like, this is the thing behind it. And he was like, I fucking love that. I don't, I mean, I don't love that you went through that, but I love that this is what's behind that, and that you shared that with me. Right. Yeah, I think I saw, did you say that online? Um, I put, I did, I did, like, screenshot our DMs and put yeah. them on, uh, on my story, yeah. Yeah. Screenshotting DMs. That's something we could talk about. Oh, I do that.
0: Do you like black out people's names if it's appropriate or... I
2: mean, if I...
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like this this
2: because you're not the first person to come on who's done that. So this is a recurring theme. Here's the thing about me with text messages or DMs. First of all, if you're texting with me and anything like, of note is going on and you think I'm not gonna screenshot our texts and send them to my best friend, you've got another thing coming. But also, if you do something really fucking shitty or you DM me some shitty stuff, I love a good public drag. I will drag your fucking ass. I don't (laughs) care. Like, I do not care. that People are like, oh, that's childish. And I'm like, nope. You should be called out for your shitty, shitty behavior. I mean, there's situations where obviously, like, you know, if I'm getting out of a relationship with someone and they're being an asshole, I'm not going to put that on blast. That's, like, personal. That's not That's not okay. But, like, if you're being shitty to me about, like, my art or something that I'm doing or, you know, you want to, like, make some sort of, like, you know, phobic comments to me about whatever that pertains to, yeah, I'll fucking drag your ass publicly. I do not care.
1: Yeah, especially because it's about art. You know, yeah. it's not like, you know, you fuck this guy's daughter. You know, it's not like that.
2: It's about <laughs> art here. I was like, I've never done that. And I was like, wait, well, every girl I fucked is a on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah and I hit you up
0: on Instagram, I'm assuming, though. They might. Oh, the dads? Oh, the dads? These da- yeah, these dads.
2: Yeah. Actually, my ex's dad is like, uh, he, he hits me up on his... It's funny, too. He has... Um, so I won't go into strip clubs specifically because of him. On my 18th birthday, we went to this uh, strip club, and I wouldn't go in. This is the short version. I want to go in. My friends were like, what the fuck is your problem? Why want not you go in? And I was like, do you see the doorman over there? And they're like, "What? what's the problem with the doorman? And I was like, that doorman is my ex-girlfriend's dad. <laughs> I ended up getting dragged in anyway. He was really happy to see me. They also have the same first name, his daughter and, and himself. They oh, have the same. That's so that's weird. Interesting, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. cool, though, but he never realized that me and her were together while we were together. And oh, found okay. out, like, uh, years uh, later, he was like, oh, wait, y'all were fucking that whole time? And she was <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, bruh. Yeah, bruh. <laughs> so now you won't go to strip clubs in general? Um, I no, I mean not really. I can count on one hand how many times I've been in a strip club in my life and I'm 30, and it's not the full five.
1: Dang. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's it's fine, it's whatever. I respect people who do strip. I just inside of a strip club is not where I personally would like to be. For sure. You can be friends with strippers. I've I've friends with so many strippers
0: and I've been to strip clubs less than you would think, knowing how often I hang out with them. Well, I found out I knew,
2: like, way more strippers than I thought I did, too. Yeah, I dated I dated this girl and she was like, come by my work, like, everyone here loves you, like, apparently you know all of my coworkers. Like, so-and-so and and this and this, and I was like, I don't, okay, you're telling stripper names to me? I know these people, like, out in the world and I don't know. I didn't even knew that they stripped. I mean, I don't care, but I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm... What what's gonna happen if I come to the strip club yeah. with all the strippers that I know? Yeah. What, are, yeah, what are y'all gonna do? I think in Portland, I don't know.
0: <laughs> in Portland, when people strip, they don't like. You have to accept the fact that it's gonna get out, but you also they also don't advertise it unless it's like their f- full blown livelihood and they do want to build a
2: career. Oh, of it, and I mean, right? you know, it, these some of these people too. I mean, I'm sure if I'd asked them like, "What do you do for work?" they would have been like, "I strip." They're not gonna yeah. hide it. But yeah. like you know, dips, it just it dips. never came Ooh. up. It never came up. I'm not going to lie. I did talk to someone who I hadn't seen in
0: a really long time. And this was via Skype because she was she's best friends with one of my friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, my God, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in like 10 years. Like, what are you up to these days? And she was like, well, you know, I'm like jumping from job to job, doing some freelance stuff and this stuff and that. And I was like, so you're a stripper. (laughs) And she was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she lives in a different state. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, you know, but it was just like the way she put it. I was like, I was like, it's okay, dude. (laughs) Every woman that needs money and is willing to and can dance and is attractive at all strips. Like that's not, it's
2: not, it's so, it's so common now. I have plenty of friends who have, you know, like regular ass jobs or like, you know, they work with like victims of DV or like whatever. And they cam on the side for money or like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's insanely it, common. It's, 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 okay, it's, I was about to be like, it's funny. It's not funny. Most of these women are, like, very aware, too, of, like, the way, I mean, I guess there's really no more in-your-face way to, to find out exactly, like, how men treat women when they feel like no one's looking. But, like, they end up having to, to, to deal with that shit while they're like, I'm being naked and da-da-da-da-da-da. Knowing for what, like more than just like a like I don't know, like some I I've just pictured like some dumb conservative woman in Wisconsin being like, oh, all the men are fine. These are the women who like know the most how like terrible men can be, and they have to deal with them and be nice to them in order to like get this money to supplement their income. So I, that sucks. I think that's definitely true. I also have noticed, at least it seems
0: like, from being friends with so many women that different women in the sex industry have drastically different experiences than others. Oh, like, for some, sure. Some of them
2: don't deal with that many awful dudes. Yeah. I don't know how. I have no idea well, how. I think it's a, it's a but boundaries, boundaries thing. I mean, a lot of, a lot of women who do sex work, like a lot of them are empowered by it. Absolutely. But also a lot of, um, well, some of my friends who do sex work, they're like, these are my fucking boundaries. If you cross them, then fuck you, bye, or whatever. And so it, I think that kind of helps them to weed out some of the people who are complete shitheads. But, you know, if you have somebody who's, like, 20 years old and is is having a rough time in life and maybe, like, got stuck at a shitty strip club, they're probably going to have to deal with more assholes than someone who's, like, I cam. Like, because if you cam, yeah. you know, you're, you're home... You know you you have to deal with whatever's coming at you through the computer, but at least there's that small sense of 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 distance,
0: but there's yeah, also you can the end whole, it at any
2: time there's also the whole need of like I need to hide my i p address. I don't want you know my camera to show anything outside my window so that someone can triangulate me because that can be dangerous as well. like I don't know like the the industry of sex work there's there's so many other like aspects to it and people think like they're just like oh this is just like some dumb girl who shows her titties for money like no that girl probably basically is like some weird old guy's like therapist while he's yeah. like in between him like jacking off to her or whatever yeah you know? she has to deal with all of his emotional shit
0: that's where you make the money that's what's crazy it's just yeah. like anyone can go on and see titties anyone could go online and see see whatever they want
2: oh I can pull up my phone right now we can look at titties oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we
0: could look at a new pair of titties every second for the next twenty five years. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> easy, easy. Easily. We could have all yeah. three of our
2: phones going at the same time and see a new pair of titties every second for the next twenty five years. Yeah. yeah. Especially because they'll just keep coming up while we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's the dealing with people's bullshit and talking to them that is where you make the money, which is just so crazy. Absolutely, for yeah. sure. Well, that's what that's what we all want, right? You know, we want somebody we want to feel heard and we want to feel seen. We might want to jerk off in the meantime, but like that's what we really want. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because, I mean, again, like
0: like sexual expression is still expression. Like we're totally. all sexual beings and you want someone to know that at some point. And if you don't get that in your life at all, I mean, that's where when people turn to sex work and that's why they get it. We were just talking on, on Brome, uh, one of my other podcasts about how. Oh, you have more than one other podcast now? I, yeah. <laughs> uh, how. Uh, <laughs> I was actually going to talk to you about that after the show. <laughs> but um,
1: <laughs>
0: we're talking about how therapists used to masturbate women as a form of treatment. Oh, God. Yeah, because they yeah. thought they had hysteria, thought their uterus was getting out of control, this and they're like, hysteria, oh, you need to, you need to come. Yeah, and then yeah. people generally believed that masturbation was a sin, so women wouldn't masturbate. So they go to the doctor, and the doctor would jerk them off. And that is how the vibrator became invented. Was that as a medical tool? Well, thank God for the vibrator. So, like, <laughs> right? No one has to go see a weird doctor anymore. Right? No, I know. For, for real, though. But that, but that um, to me, is just like, you, people need to feel like they can sexually express themselves in some way. Otherwise, it Absolutely. becomes backed up. And to me, I, I was just hearing this story, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Women had to go to the doctor because no one in society would accept the fact that they just needed to get laid?
2: Or slash whoever they're with, like, couldn't totally slash sl- had no interest in actually making them come. Pleasing them. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. It was like, it's the woman's job to get the man off and then it's the end of well, the day. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing that's changed, too. I mean, even with, like, <clears throat> I have a group of my friends who are younger, a little bit younger than me. They're pretty much all dudes. They do some interesting stuff. But uh, I'm always, like, telling them, like, hey, eat your girlfriend out. Also go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They're like, I don't have to do that. And I'm like... You should do that. If your girlfriend sucks your dick, you should eat her pussy. That's totally. Just,
0: you should be somewhat reciprocal to the things that people are willing really to do for you if you're fair, in a relationship with man. them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a quality. I think that is that is a quality of its finest. They're like, I don't have have to. I'm like, do fine. you
2: want your girlfriend to like you forever or just for like another month? Because you, sh- you should do it. It's a good point. Yeah. Can't disagree with that. <laughs>
1: um, <anyway. laughs> We've taken some interesting turns in this conversation.
2: Yeah, we really have. <laughs> we really have. No, We're good. talking Gotta, about
1: life here, people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> got to keep the listeners interested. Well, we've—I feel like we've exhausted Ace's art career at this point. But well, speaking of that, is there anything new going on? Is there anything you, that you're excited about, or that you wanted to talk about?
2: Or, um, hmm. I mean, I'm doing those new acrylic paintings, uh, which is actually what I'm spending most of my time doing, and they're kind of like selling really fast, which. I shouldn't be upset about but I'm trying to get a show together for the good foot and like I can't say no to money. Like if someone wants to gain yeah. money, I need I need to take that money. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of at a point right now where I have I'm dropping off work for a show on Tuesday and I don't actually know how much of my work I'm getting back from the show that's currently up. I don't know what's sold. Uh. And I keep making these paintings and they keep selling, which it sounds like a dumb thing to bitch about. Like I'd love money, but like I don't know what I'm gonna What if rent? you
0: I mean have you thought about doing a different type of painting
2: specifically for the gallery? I mean... <sighs> Something
0: the whole, that's easier? The whole
2: point of the acrylic pieces is that they're one-offs. They're not in, in the stencil way. Like, I can, I can remake stencil work. Um, gotcha. I kind of, like, I texted my... I guess he's my apprentice. He called himself my apprentice, so I, I suppose I have a new one because my other one disappeared at a very bad time. We're, we're we're still all good, but there there really wasn't a worse time that my apprentice could have disappeared on. Was me. this like
0: a few months ago when I was hitting you up?
2: Uh no, this was when um so right after I came back from LA, uh I ended up having to put my dog down. This really is it no, this is the time.
0: <sighs> yeah,
2: yeah. Really no, out I'm of I'm sorry. It was really out of nowhere. It was it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me, to be honest with you. And also anyone who doesn't stay when their pet Has to be put down because it's too hard for them, or leaves. You are a horrible person. But like, I stayed. (laughs) I stayed. You know that was awful. I didn't expect it. I took my dog in for a cough, and they were like, "You need to kill him right now." And I was like, "Holy shit! What? Jesus Christ! What was it?" So before I left for LA, my dad, my dog, kind of had this like cough thing going on, and I was like, "All right, well, he seems totally happy. He's good." But while I was in LA, he stopped eating. So I came home, and I still kind of thought, like, okay, well, he's got some weird cough thing going on. I don't know. Um, And I took him to the vet. Also, the same day that I'm taking my dog to the vet, I'd been working on my car for, like, six weeks. wasn't getting fixed. We weren't, uh, like, I just wasn't a mechanic enough to do it. So I, like, literally this guy, this tow truck man is taking my car. I give the tow truck man the key to my car, and I'm like, drop this car off at this garage. I have to go take my dog to the vet. Me and my dog walk to the vet. We get there. Um... They semi-sedated him for the x-ray. They showed me the x-ray. And they were like, hey, uh, this, I mean, I could f- see from looking at it that it didn't really look great. So what had happened was he had, like, a cancerous mass around his heart. And it was causing um, th- the pocket around his heart to fill with fluid. And that was collapsing his lung, basically. So they were like... They were like, we can do some tests, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, I make art for a living. I don't I don't have thousands of dollars to be delusional with. Like, what should I do? That's what I asked this vet. And she was like, I would put him down. And I was like, when? And she was like, today. And I was like, she was like, do you have someone you can call? And I was thinking like, you know, like when you, this sounds like a, a horrible um, comparison, but like, you know, when you're going to buy new shoes and you ask your friend like, should I get these? I was like, okay, I'll, I'll call someone and be like, should I put my dog down? Like I, she was asking me, like, do you have someone you can call to come here and be f- be here for you? And I was just in such a state, I didn't even realize that was going on. My neighbors were there because they came to like pick us up because he was partially sedated and we were gonna need to go home. And I had to, c- I came down and I knocked on their uh, car window and I was like, Hey, so I have to put my dog down right now. Can you guys come upstairs and be with me? When my sister and Jake, who were on the last episode that I was on, they were... My sister was texting me, and she was like, how, how is he? And I was like, I have to put him down, like, right now. My sister showed up, like, bawling, completely red-faced, which, actually, I was into. I was like, alright, you really care about my dog, too. So, all... There were five of us in the room as we put my dog down, but, like, that really just... It came out of nowhere for me. I had this deep a lot of stuff that I've done in my life, honestly, was because of my dog. Like, I, I I, started doing art, and I kept our life together so that I could provide a better life for my dog. And it was just... It was really hard to lose the thing that I, I loved more than, like, anything in the entire world. But I grew so much from it. Like, I don't think I would have come out if my dog hadn't died. I just started made me realize that I needed to let down some of the walls that I had up so that I could allow other people to like love me and shit. Like that that was probably like one of the biggest moments of my life to be honest with you. Like that was crazy. I was super blindsided by it, but I've grown a lot from that experience. That's crazy. Sounds awful man. Yeah it does dogs are so
1: dogs are so valuable to people. Like, that relationship that people have with dogs. Like, I have a dog, too. And, like, yeah. like everyone dreads that day. And everyone knows that day is oh, going to come. Awful. It's always going to come sooner than you want.
2: It was just before his ninth birthday. Okay. I actually got the tattoo on my hand on oh, what would have been my dog's ninth birthday. And we mixed uh, his ashes in with the ink. So he's...
1: Whoa. Damn. Yeah.
2: why you could do that? Yeah, you can do Holy that. Shit. So he's with That's me always. badass. But, like... I thought my dog would live to be at least 12, you know? And I felt so fucking robbed of that other... (laughs) I felt so robbed of that other, like, 25% of of the life that I thought we would have together. I thought that by the time my dog passed away, I would have built this other stuff for my dog. And I know he never went a day without feeling loved and, and, and close to me and all of those things, but I just... I wanted to give him more than I was able to give him. And I, I mean, I know that he was happy either way, but I did not. I just didn't see that coming at all. Actually, every time I got on a plane last year, someone in my life passed away. Fuck. Holy shit. Time to start riding trains, man. Yeah. <laughs> I Drive. Yeah. I almost took the train to LA. Yeah. I, Jeez. <laughs>
0: maybe I should have. <laughs> oh,
2: shit.
0: God. I'm going to LA In and... In Four days. I really hope someone doesn't die. Please don't (laughs) fucking die, guys. Jesus Christ.
1: That's a crazy story, though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's rough, man. But it's really... It's crazy that that ended up... I I, I get where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had close deaths in my life. And they definitely drastically changed me as a person. They took me off of tracks I was on and put me in different ones. But it's crazy to think that that kind of led you to coming
2: out. And it sounds like you feel happier for it i feel happier i mean again i'm so open about every aspect of my life i hate secrets i hate lying like just fundamentally i just don't you know my parents also raised me on this thing where they were like the worst thing you can do is lie that was just pounded into my fucking brain as a child i hate lying i hate deception it makes me so fucking uncomfortable i'm not okay with it and like there was just There's just been this one thing about me that, I mean, I personally just, like, didn't honestly accept even about myself. Actually, when I first got my dog, like, I used to, like... (laughs) This sounds really stupid, but I used to, like, not want to let my dog... Like, it's a dog, but I was like, you can't see me naked because you're, like, like, no, or something. Like, it was so weird. (laughs) They don't know what's going on. No, he has no fucking idea. Like, it was fine, but, like, I just... I don't know, I grew so much from that relationship, like, with my dog, you know, and, like, having that, when you have that unconditional love for someone, and you feel it back from them, like, you know, I mean, I, I, I I didn't, it's not like I didn't date for the almost nine years that I had my dog, but, like, I had that love relationship with my dog, so even when I wasn't dating, I was like, okay, whatever, I can still come home to you. Or, like, now that I'm out there dating again, I'm used to coming home and being like, listen, little dog that's here, I just had the worst date that I ran away from. And so now when I come home from a bad date, it's just weird because my dog is, like, not there. Yeah, but my, my house is still dog-friendly, though. Like, I still have the water dish out. There's still a bone floating around my house that I almost trip and die on all the time. Because <laughs> I, like, I let other people come over with their dogs because I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I miss my yeah. dog. Like, dogs would come over and hang out with my dog anyway before,
0: like. I like that middle ground where you're not getting a new dog. But you're still like providing the
2: environment. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. People are always like, when are you gonna replace your dog? And I'm like, you can't wow, do that. that's you can't do replace that. it. I mean you, you clearly can, never had can, a dog. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is not the correct verbiage. Have you even ever had a child? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> when <are> you're gonna <laughs> replace <laughs> your debt. You, your child's dead, make a new one. Yeah, what the fuck? What like, the yeah, fuck, no. man?
1: <laughs> no, on.
2: no, no, no. It's probably gonna be a while before I'm like ready to have another dog. But even like my neighbors uh, have this dog, uh, Maddie, who I, I love. She's she's a little dumb, but she's so cute. A little dumb. But Maddie is a dog that someone got to, quote-unquote, replace their dead dog, and then once they got this dog, they realized, like, I can't emotionally handle this right now. I hate this dog because I haven't gotten over my other dog, and that's how my neighbors got her, you know? And I would never do that to a dog. i never adopt a dog and then be like, oh, I'm actually not... I'm not over my ex, bye. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh my
1: God, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a really mature thing to realize. You can't
1: rebound dog lives. Right? Fuck yeah. no.
2: Yeah, you don't and I don't do want to commit that. I mean, dogs are a time commitment, you know what I mean? And like, I I had so much love for my dog that I was I was cool with that. But like, right now, like, I couldn't imagine. I mean, sure, I'm sure someday there'll be another dog. But like, right now, I can't set aside part of my life for some random stranger dog.
1: It's a lot to take
2: on. Uh, yeah, it is, that. and I don't want a cat because they poop in your house. And mean <laughs> and vindictive. I don't like that. <laughs> you got hardwood floors or carpet? Fucking hardwood floors doesn't matter. They're still gonna be like <laughs> they're still gonna be like you didn't come home and pet me enough. I'm gonna pee in your shoes and it's <laughs> never coming out because cat pee is like the most toxic substance on the planet. Yeah, I don't know why that shit doesn't come out.
0: It's kind of insane.
2: That's because they're like fuck you, and they, they 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 have it in their heads so much the cats that the pee never comes out. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a psychic power. It's science, <laughs> it's science guys. Come on. <laughs> pee
0: magic. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there anything you wanted to ask?
1: No, I'm all right. I feel like yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. So, I'm just like uh, out of it because I'm sick. That's right. We're all. By the
0: way, by the way, we're no one on here is feeling great. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know if you're... Oh, no,
2: I'm great. I was sick last week, so... Okay, cool. All <laughs> right, yeah. We're That's all... why I was fine with being near Alex. I was like, you can't get me sick. That's I just not not same. Shit. Same. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm, on the, I'm on the
0: downside of it, um, so I feel like I'm going to be all right, but yeah. Um, it's been... And, and by the way, sorry, guys, that we've been slacking and only showing up every couple weeks lately. <laughs> yeah. um, things have been wild. Uh, I started a new podcast... Um, we've been working on a lot of new projects. So if you check out black bulb and, uh, Brome, which is my new podcast, dot com, You guys will see plenty of new content. Um, my efforts just been put in other places. Um, wait, Alex, are you doing a new thing too, or just, no,
1: well, I'm starting to, ex- okay. We're also starting to expand black bulb podcast into some video content as well. Mm-hmm. So we might be cutting like ha- the podcast. Are you and guys in ha- the monkey thing. That was a different <laughs> thing. That, that was Cascade street distillery. But yeah, I just want to start like getting more immersed into the artist lives, and I'm sure you'll be one of them. Mm. So just wait, wait for those to come out. They're going to be kind of cool. It's giving a little different take on it. So yeah, awesome. but we're still, but we're still doing, still doing Blackwell podcast. Um,
0: yeah, still doing Blackwell podcasts. Um, is there anything that you want to push out that people are going to be looking forward to?
1: Um, I, I can't yet. Okay. I can't yet. Yeah, yeah. Just the video. We're going to expand the video. Yeah. That artists. makes sense. And that's going to be cool. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. But you'll, people who pay attention to this will definitely hear about it.
0: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I wanted to have you on our other podcast too. You guys can look forward to seeing more of Ace
2: Troy. We'll definitely put <laughs> that out there. Um I'm like a cockroach. <laughs> a really good looking cockroach with a mustache.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you're good at
0: networking. How much has that affected your your art career?
2: Um, I mean, well, I was born and raised here and um, from being like homeless as a youth, actually, honestly, that's what really brought me out of my shell. I used to be, painfully shy as a kid. Like, I couldn't even order from the waiter at the restaurant. I was that shy. Whoa. And when I became a homeless person, I had to start talking to people and talking to people's parents and being like, hello, like me, so that I can stay in your basement so I don't have to sleep on the street. You know what I mean? And none of none of my interactions with these people were, like, fake, but I had to force myself to have interactions. So... That kind of helped me network in a way. I met a lot of people when I was in my teens, and um, for whatever reason, I tend to be a person that people meet once and never fucking forget like there was a There was this girl, if you're out there listening uh, <laughs> who came up to me at uh like the the paps music fest like a couple years ago, oh, yeah. and I was really high and really drunk and I was mm. with my friend because i got I got to go for free because I'd done all this work with paps and she was like you never remember me, and I was just like struck because I was like, holy shit, you're so hot. (laughs) And she just like walked off and like disappeared into the sunset again. I don't know who she was, but there's like, there's a lot of people that like, I don't know, I met one time and they're like, I'll see them in my adult life. And they're like, I met you at this party when we were 16. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I don't remember that. I don't know.
0: I think that's actually a decent lesson for everyone out there. There's always someone who notices you that you don't notice, no matter how much of a loser or how ugly you think you are, or how much of a piece of shit you feel like. There's someone out there that appreciates you. And is someone sees you. you. Yeah, for sure. Because I've noticed that with everyone. There's always, everyone has someone who's looking at, looking up to them that they just fucking ignore and they just don't, they don't notice at all. Oh and It's yeah. crazy.
2: I mean, I don't even know, like. Uh, one of my friends goes to PNCA. We had drinks recently, and she was like, "I go to school with this huge like fanboy of yours," and I was like, "I have those." Like <laughs> what? And she's like, "Yeah, he like flipped out that we're friends," and I was like, <sighs> "What?" <laughs> that's good though. It's I mean, good, that's a good yeah. thing, right? It's gotta feel,
0: gotta feel pretty decent.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's cool. It's just, it's just weird. But like, you know, it's like whatever you're doing, even if you're not really doing anything, there's probably someone out there who sees you and like. Wants to make out with you that you don't even know about. Yeah, <laughs> find that person to make out with them. <laughs> <laughs> or at least they like your art. It's one or the other. Yeah, well, yeah. If they're, else. They're, like, they're like, oh, your shoes are cute. Some, somebody likes you, whoever you are, and whatever you do out there. There's Someone a whole likes you. There's a whole book out there that exists about that called
0: Undercover Sex Signals. It's for men who are oblivious to the women that want to bang them. Oh, and that's. It's written, it's written by a woman. Oh, that's a thousand percent. Yeah. What were yeah. some of the ones? The se- undercover sex. signals? Yeah. Oh man, I you know I read this literally ten years ago because my friend who's a female bought it for
2: me. Okay, wait. Have you ever had a woman tell you that she knew you liked her because of a thing that you didn't even know you were doing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what was what? Well, what? what was I yours? can't.
0: I can't think of specific. Oh, uh, I I literally visually checked women out without realizing I was doing it. Hmm. Yeah, I would like look them up and down, or just like stand
2: really close to them or whatever. That's, I had a girlfriend who was like. I knew you liked me because you always stood really close to me and I was like, I didn't even fucking know I was doing that. I know. think that's the thing guys
0: do is they stand close to women and they don't realize that they're doing that. And it's because they're just they just genuinely like them. And it's usually like I think as the, the guy doing it, you're being so passive, like you're you're being so chill about it that you don't notice it. But No, I f-
2: no, I fully yeah. didn't notice. Yeah. I think also in a way, maybe she made me feel safe. So I stood stood close to her, but well, I how, many, like her?
0: how many guys I think that's really common. You like a woman, if if you like a woman, she probably makes you feel safe in some way, and that's a that's assuming that you're not just purely sexually attracted to her in an infatuation right. way. Well, and know? also
2: men men don't generally admit like, oh hey, this woman makes me feel safe, yeah, like whatever yeah, reason that it is. A, you know what I mean? Right. It
0: comes off as sensitive or feminine, maybe, and that can be. I think that's fair to Absolutely. One yeah. should
2: have emotions. It's 2019. Totally. But do it. Only. Totally. For sure.
0: <laughs> which is actually what we talk about on Brome all the time, which is why you guys should check God, it out. stop sharing st- I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop it, ben. I'm sorry. We ha- I brought it up once. Blackbulb's a sponsor.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Blackbulb sponsors that part. Yeah, so that's we right. should, yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> sure. No,
0: yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I, I <laughs> wait, <laughs> it's, it's been called, a few wait, weeks wait, since wait. we've been in the studio. It's called
2: Brome now? Just Brome. It's bro. Oh, I was like, I was it's like, the, no, it's, yeah, no, I was like, no. bro, no homo. What? Yeah, so,
0: yeah, yeah. Really confusing bro, no homo. I saw some Vine that was like, it just starts <laughs> off with this guy. He's on the phone. He's like, no, man, I'm not gay. My boyfriend's gay. And then this other guy comes up and kisses him. And then he's like, whoa, what the fuck, bro? And the guy, the guy who kissed him is like, whoa, no homo, no homo. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, cool. And then the other <laughs> guy's like, Bro, why can't I just be sucking, get d- dude's dicks and shit in here? And then it just cuts off. It's so fucking funny. It's <laughs> oh so confusing. <laughs> it's the best thing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Doesn't Vine like not exist anymore? It was basically a Vine, yes. Yeah. But yeah, no, it doesn't exist anywhere. But I still, I actually just watched a Vine compilation today there or were some last good night. Vines. That shit's still <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Vines are great. Vines are great. Yeah. And that's how I can tell that we've been drinking because now we're just ranting about Vines <laughs> at this point. We're talking about no yeah. homo, dude. It's political. It's fine.
1: It's political. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: anyways, uh, I think we've covered most of the stuff we yeah. covered for today.
2: Yeah, oh, we talked about a lot of things. Yeah, uh, good podcast.
0: Yeah, it was a good podcast. We really appreciate you coming on, as always, man. Thank you so much. Um, These thanks- shows. Yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, I got the Good Foot thing coming up. I don't really know what's playing out for the rest of the year. If there's anyone out there in Portland that wants to work with me, I'm here for it. Hit me up. When's the Good Foot thing? Um, The good I mean It's gonna happen Before this podcast episode oh, Comes out okay, but, okay. Oh shit Damn. Um, The good for thing is happening Fucking next Thursday I have to like Turn in my work on Tuesday And I don't have That much stuff Cause I yeah. sold it all It's a good problem to have I yeah. know I know But it's also bad Yeah you don't wanna feel bad you know me I show up and I'm like oh. I've got 10,000 million Motherfucking pieces Yeah here. And I'm like How many How many things do I have Is it like Under 20 Like what the f- that's still that's still enough though. That's, still well, that's yeah, what's yeah, funny. Yeah, is that that's fine. Yeah. I know, I know. It's it's that thing where like you keep trying to outdo yourself right. and the whatever, yeah. Well, you can't do everything. I know. <laughs> yeah. oh, I know. I'm I might actually make my apprentice come over and paint paintings for me this weekend. We'll see what happens. There you go. All
1: right, that being said, everyone have a good uh good day.
2: Yeah, thank you guys for tuning day. in. Thank you. Thanks. Thank Ace you Have Ace. a great day. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Ace for, like for having me. You're back. like that plastic bag. Yeah. Have a nice day. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Black blob out. Have a good one. Peace out.